welcome to the Power of One podcast series, brought to you in association with the special edition Mazda RX-8PZ. For more information on the car, please visit www.mazda.co.uk. I'm joined now by Junior Witter, uh, who is the WBC light welterweight champion of the world. Junior, how do those words sound? Brilliant. A little bit of a dream still, a little bit unreal, but um, truly um, happy with them. You were a professional boxer for nine years before you actually fought for the world title. How hard was it to maintain your motivation throughout that period? It's been very hard through different times, you know what I mean? Um, boxing's a game where everything's on one minute and everything's off the next, and you're only getting paid when you're fighting, so financially it's been very hard. Uh, the first few years, you don't make anything out of boxing. Basically, everything I made in the first three, four years went straight back into what what I'd, in boxing. So I had nothing to live on apart from doing bits and bats outside of boxing, which which was hard. And I've seen other people come along who had less talent make a, what seemed to be a decent amount of money at the time. It's it's frustrating in that respect. But um, I looked and I thought, it's my destiny to become world champion. I believe I have the skills, I have the ability. If, as long as I stick it long enough, I will get there. And thank the Lord I have. What sets you apart? I mean, there, there are several hundred boxers I imagine every week around the world that you know walk into a boxing gym and you know start hitting the pads what sets you apart what, what makes you special is it is it genetic or is it hard work or a bit of both it's definitely both I was given a natural ability from God and then on top of that it's a hell of a lot of hard work it's dedication it's I've been in the gym in the morning come back out done something for a couple of hours and gone back in the gym and twice a day Monday to Friday Week in, week out, non-stop, is basically how I lived my life for years. That's all it was. Uh, everything I did was around boxing. My life, everything around my life, my personal life was scheduled around my boxing. That's dedication you've got to got to have to be world champion. You've got to basically put your life on hold, put the enjoyment, put the parties, all the, all the good times that you want to have. And when you get that little bit of success, then everyone's like, yeah, we'll go do this and we'll go do that. And you've got to think, yeah, I'd like to, but there's more I want to achieve. And if I keep going off and partying just because I've done this or just because I've got this little step, this little step, you never get to the full goal. So, yeah, you've got to have a little bit of celebration once you once you hit a milestone. But still, you've got to control yourself and know that where you've been and where you're going to. How long will your training periods be between leading up to a fight? And how hard do you find to uh, get down to your weight? Because as a, you know, as a boxer, generally walk around often a stone, stone half heavier, and some some cases a few stone heavier. Um, how hard is it for you? I find it hard. It's it's hard, but it's more mentally it's mentally hard rather than physically hard. It's a case of you you know what you like. I'm a bit of a chocoholic myself. Love chocolate, but I know I can't have it, and. Every now and then you try and sneak a little bit in, but you know you can't, you're not allowed to. So if you do, you feel terrible, you got to go, and you punish yourself by go do an extra run. And then you're training too hard, so you're overtraining, so you can't train. Good. So everything you do has to be calculated. I make my weight r- relatively well, but I've got to stick to it. It's, it's hard, but I don't think I'm in a situation where, like you see some fighters with a two, three stone of weight, and it's kind of like, I don't know how they do it. I look at what I have to lose and I think, I have enough time. Between six and ten weeks is what I just give myself to um, get down to weight. I'm more nearer to the ten weeks now with being a world title. With the fact that every fight I've got, I've got someone completely dangerous who's hungry, who wants me, who's going to want to come and win. 
and he's going to try to take my livelihood away from me. So I try and give myself eight to ten weeks now. I mean, six was what I've done before, but now I'm looking for ten. Now, you first went to a boxing gym aged 11. Um, was that for self-defence reasons? No, it wasn't self-defence. Um, I felt like beating someone up. The basic thing was, I used, I used to like fighting. I got, in, got into fights all the time. And a friend said he gets away with having fights with people, and I thought, so you go along, beat people up, and you don't get in trouble for it. Sounds interesting. And that's how it was. Um, I went along to Roadsway School, trained up there for about a month, once, once on a Friday. Um, entered the Bradford Championships, lost in the final to a Jason Joseph. Then I went and found the Bradford Police Boys a couple of months, probably about four months after that, and joined there. A year later, I went back and beat Jason Joseph in the final the year after, so it was a nice ex experience for me. I mean, and once I actually did the four weeks up at Roseway School, I realised what boxing was really about and I just loved it. Now, what's boxing given you? Obviously, um, it's You've made a, you know a superb career. You're a world champion. But what's it also given you in terms of you know you say you were at school, you're a little bit wayward. Uh, you know you seem to be quite quite mild mannered now. Is that a front? No, it's not a front. Um, no, it, it helped me with control. It helped me control my anger. It gave me that outlet so I could deal with what I had to deal with. Um, all my pressures in life. Get out, work it all out in the gym. Calm me down. Stop me in trouble in the streets. I had friends who basically were involved in little bits of trouble and when I look how bad I was compared to them I was probably always that one step ahead of them and I look what things they got up to by the time they were in their, in their mid-teens I'm just like I'd have been there at least at that level off probably a little bit further which really and truly was very criminal and it's like it's it helped it really did help sort me out it it taught me a lot of respect my old I'm trainer the calendar yeah I mean he he preaches about helping people and giving people a fair chance. And you know, I mean, I look at where I was and where I could have been, and boxing's given me so much. Now you uh, had a very good amateur career, but you started quite late as a freshman. You were 23 when you had your first fight. 22, just yeah, just from 23rd birthday. Um, yeah, it's, it was an old thing. Um, Ali Callan had very little to do with the, with the professionals. He saw professionals as professional pros, amateurs, amateurs, and he kept us a, a strict no no interference and because of that I didn't see a lot of the pro side of it while I was amateur the first real pro show I went to was a I saw Frank Grant boxing Bradford but I had no experience and then when I decided to turn pro he says alright if you're going to go pro go with Brendan which I always thought that was what I wanted to do anyway because I've seen Brendan's I've seen fighters come through I've seen what he did with Ryan Rhodes yeah everybody knew Naz had that talent but I saw Ryan and I thought Ryan had never pick up that style in it, Ryan picked it up and was flying. You know I mean, and I'd had a, I'd had to fight with him, and I'd learned I'd learned a lot from just seeing what he'd done with Ryan. I just thought they can take me to where I need to be, and I, I went to a couple of gyms in Bradford, looked at them, and I just thought, yeah, it's all right for fitness, but realistically, there's no one in these gyms more talented than me. So it was time for me to find somewhere where there were bigger fish, was people who was going to punish me, and let me know that what I needed to do to get to that next level, which when I walked into Brendan's gym, there was abundance of talent, and it was just, he was champion this, champion that, he's talented this and he's talented that, he's a nobody, spar with him, and he beat me up. I got in with Jimmy Wood, who was like 60 odd, yeah, and he absolutely battered me from pillar to post, and it's just like, what? Yeah, I mean, there's a 20, 20 I'm 22, I'm getting beat up by a 60 year old, and it's just like, 
it's a just complete eye-opener. Now, you drew your uh, first fight as a professional, but three years later, you were, you were challenging for a world title against uh, Zab Jidah. Uh, did that come too soon looking back, or you know, was it a great opportunity at the time? It was a shot in the dark at the time. It's like I said, the first few years, financially, I was struggling like mad, and it, like, when the shot came about, it was the financial side of it was like, it was a really big payday for what everything had been had all together. And in the case of, well, if I don't take it, I've gotten, I've, I've got nothing now. I've, all my savings have gone. All, all my favours been, all my loans, everything. It's like everything were on top of me, and financially it came at the right time. In the as far as the fight goes, I hadn't had enough experience at the top level. Realistically, I want British champion. They was talking about me. Yeah, you might be good enough for a box for a British title. Yeah, and they were umming and ahhing, but the world title shot came out of the blue and they went, "There you go. You got nine days to box for a world title against Zab Junior." I'm like, I've seen him. He's destroying everybody. And it's, it's funny because I'm not a great studier of all boxers, but I'd watched him over, I think it was the Christmas before, and I just thought, yeah, he's a, he's a brilliant fighter. You know what I mean, I've seen what he's done in South Wales, he comes out, he's fast, he's, he's accurate, and he's powerful. And I got in there and I went, yeah, OK, I'll give it a go. And it was shot in the dark. I had a game plan. I tried to stick to it. It worked for the first half of the fight. I reckon I won the first half of the fight, lost the last half of the fight, but I lost the last half bigger than I won the first half. Experience, not, never doing 12 rounds before, and it was just like complete eye-opener, but it, it taught me so much in that one fight about how good I was and the fact that really and truly I was on that level and I deserved to be there. Now, it must have been very frustrating the next six years because you, you won all your fights, you know, you're a European champion, you, you, you basically beat fairly convincingly everyone they threw at you and yet you had to date another six years for a world title. Did that make you almost a better fighter because you had to, um, it wasn't easy, it didn't come on the plate for you? Oh, it definitely came on the plate. I had to endure a lot of hardship through that time. And I looked and I just thought, I'm going to stick in the gym, I'm going to keep going. We had fighters in the gym who come through, who had, who won WBF Intercontinentals, Pan-Europeans or whatever, and they were getting a lot of publicity from it. And I was not getting hardly any at the time, and I just thought, well, it's life. Life's not fair. It's his time to make the money. It's his time to get his shine. But my time will come. I know what I, I know what I've got to do. I'm keeping training. That's all I could do. I looked. I just thought, there's not a lot. There's nothing I can do about it except work hard and keep dedicated, which is what I've done. And I think if it if the opportunity to come when I was 29 which like three years after that, it'd been perfect for me. But it came when I, you know, I mean, a couple of years after that, and you were like, between 30, from 29, 30, I've been ready. You know what I mean? I, I won it when I was 32, and I was ready for it, and I'm ready for it. And now I just think I've still got a good few years left of me where I can perform and make some good money. Now, away from boxing, what do you do when you're not um, sparring or training twice a day? Try and sleep. <laughs> uh, boxing seems to take up like 90% of my life especially at the minute training for a fight at the minute time I've got up in the morning train come back I relax for an hour go back train again I might have something to do after an interview or go see someone back in the gym come back relax tea time I get home I go see my girlfriend it's, it's 8 o'clock I've got 2 hours just to try and relax and then I'm, into, I'm back into bed a very monastic regime. What about when uh, you know the fight's over and you can? Uh, what do you do then? How can you relax? You just go away for a holiday for a couple of weeks. Um, I'll try and train twice a day, Monday to Friday. 
I take weekends off. I go see family, I go see friends. I like my sci-fi, so I watch a bit of TV. I like my Star Trek, I like me Charmed. It's stuff like that I like. At the minute, what I, what I really like doing is just, just relaxing with my girlfriend. Now, when do you get into a zone before a fight? When do you sort of really think about nothing else apart from your opponent and the fight? How many days before? I'm not that type of person. I, it's the day, the day, day I go. So it's like two days before the fight where everything's like completely off and completely just focused on the fight. But even within that time, I'm trying not to be too emotional, put too much pressure on everything. I try and relax and have a laugh. When I wake up in the morning, day of the fight, that's when everything switches. Yeah. It, the day before the press conference at the weigh-in, yeah. At them particular hours when that's happening, yeah, I'm focused at that point. But the day of the fight, that's that's the real day that things really change. Apart from that, I just try and relax, and I'm not I'm not one of the people who sits and worries and studies and opponents. He's done this and he's done that. I'm like, no matter what you've done, yeah, I know what I can do. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna perform to the level I'm happy with. If I do that. I know I'm gonna win. And finally, where do you see your career going in the next sort of two or three years? And what do you hope to achieve? And what will you do when you retire? I I expect in the next few years to win, uh, win another version of the world title, be recognised as the best like welterweight of my time. That's what I really want to achieve from the sport. And and then when I retire, it's just a, a case of what businesses opportunities raise the head. You know what I mean? I want to spend some time with the family and just enjoy life. I'm I'm not planning on. Having, I want to have, be able to have a life where I'm not stressing over money. So I want to have basically my finances sorted and then just sit back and enjoy it and just let let my money work for me for once. And will you be boxing or will you, in boxing anyway? Will you train or will you just sit back and relax? I think I'll get involved in training someone. I haven't got the, the temperament to get into the promoting side, the management side. I'm not that type of person, but I can I can train people. I can motivate people. And doing bits of that which I've done, I do like it, and I do like seeing someone that I've helped gain success. There is such a feeling of enjoyment from that. So I could get, I can get involved along that side of it, uh, working with the Ingles, I reckon. But um, other than that, I just want to sit back and just spend time with the family, just enjoy, enjoy the things in life which I've, be, which I've, which I've stopped myself doing now. And if a genie were to grant you one wish to either fight uh, Floyd Mayweather or Ricky Hatton, who'd you choose? Ooh, you know what? You got to go. I'm gonna go with Floyd. As much as I want Ricky, yeah. There's just so much personal more to achieve from Floyd. He's the one at the minute that, if you pound for pound champion, I reckon at the minute, he's the one I'd like to fight. Junior Ritter, thank you very much. Thank you.